This is Family Like the Ghost, and this is episode 83, <clears throat> and the title is uh, The Central Euphoria of Josephine Electric, and the track, Eye Candy. Eye Candy is kind of like the kitchen sink approach for Family Like the Ghost. We use like, pretty much everything in our workflow, and we decided to use, um, <clears throat> lately we've been um, exploring our um, VTO3 Roland Vocal Transformer and using the robotic setting uh, in combination with um, like a soprano um, pitch <coughs> and the format, plus some of the other capabilities, including the um, like the megaphone. And it's created this new type of um, voice for Josephine. And it gives her like a lot more power and it gives her like a kind of monotone a drone sound that we find useful and um, we created a, a, a YouTube video for this and we also created Instagram uh, video clips in a full video on our Instagram expansive underscore sound underscore experiments and so when we say kitchen sink approach this song is using um, an analog drum machine the Moog uh, DFAM, drummer from another mother. It uses a variation of um, using one or two oscillators, so it shifts the, 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 the tone from this, like a kick drum or bass drum, just doing a repetitive beat to a little bit more um, interesting uh, rhythm section that comes in and out. We are also using the Moog um, Mother 32 being triggered by a Juno GI for the main melody and then we're using our Juno and we're using our System 1M um, from Roland uh, to create the, the tones for this song. Uh, so there's a lot going on um, and we are just, you know, Josephine's kind of like showing people that, you know, it, you know she's kind of being a little um, playful and, and, and indicating, you know, she, she recognizes people are attracted to her, but she's kind of making fun of the fact that they're, they're looking at her for her beauty, and she's being very sarcastic in, in the idea that she's eye candy. Um, and, um, you know, it's typically the type of sex romp that she does, and 
it represents her character and she mentions that she's a dominatrix and she wants people on their knees and it's becoming, you know, pretty clear that that's, that's her character. We've been diving into it lately. And, uh, you know, the result has been, you know, this series of um, tracks that have this feel. We, in fact, have um, uh, created a, a, a playlist or playlist album on SoundCloud called um, Pain is Universal. And uh, a lot of these tracks are on that collection <clears throat> that we have been focusing on Dark Ghost this year. But we've done many other projects um, in between because we're kind of in a heavy recording phase this year. We spent a lot of time using our new gear, uh, which I mentioned. We got the, the, the drummer from Another Mother, which is a really awesome drum machine. It gives you a good analog feel to your music. It kind of cuts through the mix when we record. We got our 24-track Zoom um, digital recorder, which a lot of folks, you know, they record using a DAW, but I prefer, you know, digital recorders because I used to use a four-track Tascam back in the 80s, and um, I really like the feel of having a recorder right next to my synths and being able to just... Um, do my stream of consciousness recording <coughs> and, and just be able to, you know, overdub right at the instrument, kind of do what I feel at the moment. And the Zoom 24 track um, is an upgrade from the 16 track. Uh, the headroom, I think I talked about it before, it has a lot more capability when you're doing vocals. It just sounds more clear. Uh, it is a, a wider, more organic sound. It records a 24-bit audio, just like the 16, um, but it just seems to have a higher level of quality in the sound. <clears throat> and um, it just the one concern is this not doesn't seem to be backward compatible with the 16, so a lot of the stuff I did on 16, I can't <coughs> edit on the 24, and that's kind of disappointing because I would have liked to be able to do that. Um, but um, it has a drum machine that we haven't really utilized that much. Uh, we're, we're looking into it. We did like one song with the drum machine that's on the 24. But we found it somewhat difficult to navigate with it. And um, we prefer actually, you know, using the DFAM. Um, the DFAM is limited to eight steps. But like I said, you can play the filter. And if you're recording live into the 24, you can, you can cause it to change um, beats at a, at, you know, as you're recording. And then... Some people take them and they, they stack them like two or three and then have the, the beats alternate by, you know, doing that. But then you then you got like an $1,800 drum machine. <clears throat> and um, the other thing uh, that we do, which we've been doing for a long time, is use the Arteria Beatstep Pro to trigger the drum sets on the JDXI. And the JDXI has a lot of really good drum sets. It has different 808s, 727s. 909s, EDM and techno sets, you know, it has a lot of sets that you can manipulate. And then the Arteria Beatstep Pro allows you to do a chain mode where you can take multiple patterns and chain them together. In this particular song, we didn't use the chain mode for the drums, but we used the chain mode for some atmospheric sounds that are going on in the track. We also used um, the roller, the roll command, roll um, effect on the Roland MX-1 performance mixer, so when you hear that kind of drop 
portamento going down the scale. That's actually us triggering a roll on the MX-1. And then we, you can select which tracks are affected by the MX-1. So we have some tracks that are actually affected by that and some that aren't. And then uh, we're using the guitar. It's coming from the Roland Juno GI. We like the guitar sounds that we've gotten out of the Roland. We've thought of upgrading um, to a new Juno uh, at some time. Uh, we've been looking at some of the new newer Junos, but um, probably our biggest new new you know polysynth would be um, probably the Profit um, XL, or if we were on the budget we probably would, would maybe go with the System 8 just because we um we love the Jupiter 8 and the 106 and some of the other plugins for that synth. It's a really awesome synth. It's got a lot of capability. Um, but in terms of a, a synth that would replace the kind of sound library that we have on the Juno GI, um, you know, you look at the Kronos, you look at, you know, um, like a, a Mode 1 if you had an unlimited budget. Um, even um, the the Prologue 16 is probably a good buy for the money. Uh, however, we've been leaning probably toward you know a different solution where we might get um, a, a a grandmother, which is not even a polysynth, and then maybe like a Roland Axe just for performance sake, and it has a lot of capability. Though a lot of people have kind of been critical of uh, guitars, but we've been using guitars. Um, that are based on, you know, since they're on stands. And when you're doing performances, having a guitar, if you do it just for the lead, I think is an impressive way of doing it. And if you use it as a second keyboard, just put it on a, on a stand and then pick it up when you want to do the lead, I think it's a good way of doing it so you don't get what um, Anderson's calls T-Rex hands, which people can make fun of. Um, but, you know, going back in the day, you look at a lot of new wave bands that use guitars. You know, it's primarily like a, a single hand instrument. That's probably how you should use it to be, um, you know, if you're trying to use it for performance sake and you want people to get into the vibe, you probably want to, don't want to use both hands on it when it's strapped on. The other thing that we're very interested in is, is getting our OPZ. And we're really psyched that they have a, you know, the first module for the internal add-ons is a CV module which we're very excited to try to connect to our modes and our other analog gear and see how we could sequence um, the analog sense with that because it's, a, it's primarily a sequencer compared to the OP-1, um, but it does have tones and we're not sure how, how many sound engines are supported. We don't have it yet. Uh, we want to go into that and kind of dive into the sound engines because uh, we're going to be composing a lot of new material on it probably going to make an album just for it um and in combine it with our other gear is um is the idea that we would use the opz that combined with our other synths and use it to trigger um things and uh you know take our our what we'd like to do is um create samples for it using our morphogene and we're not sure if you can um just import samples into the OPZ. If you don't have an OP1, I know there's an OP1 had a sampling protocol. Not sure if you could use, you know, what you do on a morphogene and bring it in the same way. 
I would hope so. I'm not too clear on that. There's a lot of questions I had to uh, Sweetwater on how this thing works. Some of them have been answered, like the CV integration. We know that's actually a module that you replace on the machine. And what's interesting, if you actually open up um, the OPZ based on a YouTube video, the current um, placeholder module for the internal um, external modifications actually has low, low phone um, um, arms that go into the external outputs to be able to put your phone on it, <coughs> which I think is really cool. But it's weird that they haven't advertised that it has this inside of it because um, you have to actually open it up, take it out, and then, you know, take the little plastic uh, doohickeys out of the little module, and then they screw into the, you know, two ports on the external outputs, which is really cool, and I think is, um, I'm kind of excited about this machine. It's just such a small machine. I mean, the OP-1 looked like a toy. This even looks more of a toy, but it's very exciting that you have such a small powerful synth that you could take to a show and it's been a real problem for people like me who are hardware synth uh, fanatics that you know when you want to do a show and people have these shows where you only got 15 minutes to play and if you've got this big setup like we have it kind of a lot of overhead to do a 15 minute show and to carry gear that takes an hour to set up so we've been looking at um, you know using the Arturia 6U in combination with like a OPZ and then maybe uh, for a keyboard using the, um, the Roland Axe synth as, as the keyboard. And uh, I think that would be really cool. And the Axe has a really cool capability that you can have a USB loaded of, of a song and then play over it. So that would give you, you know, kind of like what you do with a DAW without the computer. Um, you could have your songs on the USB play you know play a lead over it have some sequencing being kicked off on an OPZ trigger and a euro rack from the Arturia 6U and it's all very portable don't need a roadie could do it in a small hatchback and drive to a gig and come back and not have like a big big um footprint or a lot of overhead for roadies so we're very interested uh we're gonna get our OPZ we're gonna pay that off and then we'll probably get the the um Rolling Axe, and then uh, probably get a Sennheimer, Sennheimer, Sennheimer uh, new microphone. We are one of our microphones from them kind of burned out. We need to get a new one. And tonight we're supposed to interview Raya Ann, but we haven't heard from her. We don't know if she's under the weather, but she hasn't contacted us. So hopefully, we can get that scheduled for tonight. And um, we're also looking at doing like a podcast infomercial for a website that's kind of like a competitor to our Facebook. Uh, we're looking at doing that for Thursday this week, and that's that's interesting. And we're also looking for people to subscribe who are artists and want beats. We're selling beats for $1.99, $4.99, and $9.99, $0.99, one beat um, per month. If you subscribe for a year, $4.99 five beats per month if you subscribe for a year and 9.99 custom um, songwriting collaboration with a Skype or other social media um, um, conversation through um, like a conference call 
so we would be able to work on a project with you and help you publish it. And we have different ways to publish that we can guarantee that your music would get onto a streaming platform uh, with the collaboration. So get in touch with us, uh, favorite the ghost, uh, fan like the ghost on Anchor, send us a voice memo. If you subscribe, um, we will see when you subscribe, but send us the a voice memo on what you want to do. Um, and we would need your email to be able to send files back and forth. And so we're hoping to talk to you and uh, everybody stay safe out there and keep on writing and playing.